So, third and final case. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we've got a 78-year-old female um, who, day one post-open cholecystectomy, starts complaining of chest pain. Yeah. And you've been asked to see her on a ward. So, okay. um, once again, the nurse, uh, you speak to the nurse and you've asked them to take some observations. Yeah. Um, because you're, you're quite good at this now. So, it's blood pressures, 144 over 88. The heart rate's 154. The respiratory rate's 24. Yep. They're sat at 92% on air, and yep. their temperature's 38.5. Okay. So, from this, what do you think? This patient's unstable. Yeah. Very unstable. So, um, so you, what are you going to start? What sort of structure are you going to use here now? Then? So, instead of a history and things, I'm just going to go straight into an ABC. Yeah. So, you do um, assessment. Yeah. So, you do your ABC assessment. Yep. Um, so... Obviously, you'll start with the airway. Yeah. Um, and their airway is their airway's patent. Okay. Um, and they're speaking to you in full sentences. Yeah. Given that the sat's yeah, okay. ninety-two. Yeah. Uh, what would you like to give? Just pop the oxygen on straight away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and then we just have a look at the chest to see if it's expanding equally and auscultated to see if there's any um, crackles or. Yep. And then request for any pleural effusion. Mm-hmm. Which is is there in this patient? Uh, so, so there's not been any. There's, there's definitely some crackles okay. that you can hear um, on the lower left base of this lower patient. Lower left base. Yeah. Okay. And um, then I do see. So obviously, I'm going to listen to. I do check the ops, but we already know he's tachycardic and mm-hmm. his blood pressure is relatively stable. Yeah. Um, and then we feel for his pulse. Yeah. So, is it a regular pulse? Or? Yeah. So, so in this patient, um, it's actually irregularly irregular. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously you're thinking of atrial fibrillation. Yeah. Um, what else would you like to do on C? So we can pop a cannula in and take bloods off that. Yeah. Um, and then, given his spikes of temperature, we can get some blood cultures off him as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. We could give him some. Well, we could we could give him some fluids, but given that his blood pressure is pretty stable, we could we could hold off on that for now until we've got the diagnosis. Uh, you can do, but the thing about septic patients is they're they're constantly losing um, okay. losing fluids. So I think it's, it's so get it in. Yeah, because of the um, mechanism, it's it's still worth giving giving some fluids. Yeah. So just going back to the bloods, which bloods would you like to take? Um, so FBC, UNE, CRP, um, we can get a clotting as well. Okay, and um, what? Why? Why are we going to take the FBC in this one? So I want to. Well, it's spikes temperature, so I'm thinking it's the sepsis, so check his white cells and his neutrophils and then get a separate CRP as well. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's that's definitely one of the main ones um, that you want to look at. Um, and I think the user needs are quite important in this patient as well, given that they're, um, they're possibly an, a, an AF. Yeah. Um, so we need to see if there's any sort of uh, electrolyte abnormalities that yeah. can be causing this. Okay. So the nurse has put some 15 litres of oxygen via the non-rebreathe mask. Um, so you've cannulated them and you've got some fluids up. On your D&E assessment, what would you like to do? Um, so D, check temperature, we've already done that. Mm-hmm. Um, get an AVPU or slash GCS. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we can check his pupils. Mm-hmm. And we can also, I can't remember whether I've already felt his abdomen, but I'd feel it, I'd feel it now. Yeah. And check his calves as well, see if they're soft and tender. Okay, so given that we know that they're spiking your temperature, um, what sorts of things would you immediately like to start? 
Um, so give him some uh, something like paracetamol to bring his temperature down. Yeah. And antibiotics, broad spectrum. Great. So now we've sort of we've got the patient a bit more stable now uh, with all these measures. What would you now like to go back and do? So I can then take a history off him. Yeah. So we want to go yeah. back and, and take a proper history, really. Yeah. Um, so if we go back to our um, Socrates. Yep. So go for it. Where's this gentleman's chest pain? So the pain's sort of been, um, it's been kind of on the, in the, cent- the centre of the chest, but also okay. around on the right. And when the did his chest pain come on? Um, it's been going on for about the past week or so, but it's been worse. It's gradually getting worse. Okay. Um, and how would, how would you describe his chest pain? It's quite sharp. Does it go anywhere else, the pain? Um, it sometimes goes around to the back a bit. Okay. That's about, yeah. Uh, and has he had... Uh, any associated symptoms, particularly a cough or shortness of breath? Yeah, so actually he's been coughing up uh, quite a bit of green sputum for the past week mm-hmm. um, and has been quite short of breath, actually. Okay. Has he been feeling feverish? Um, yes, been really hot and sweaty. Um, and uh, and I think actually the nurse the nurse mentioned to us earlier that we've, we've actually got a temperature, don't we? So. Yeah. Yep. Um, and... So the timing, is it, is it there all the time? Um, it comes and goes, um, mm-hmm. but it, it's, you know, it's gradually becoming worse and worse. So at the moment it's quite constant. And is there anything that's making it worse? Um, nothing, that, nothing that she can pinpoint, no. Okay. And uh, how would, what would the patient give it out of 10, the pain? Uh, it's about a 7 out of 10. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then obviously I want to know past medical history. Yeah. Um, so does she have any... Well, before that, we want to ask if you've had, ever had this pain before. Oh, yeah. Okay. So has she? Um, so she hasn't had this particular pain before, but she's had um, she had a chest pain in, in the past uh, because she had a uh, an MI in the past. Okay. Um, but it's not... But this pain feels a bit different to that. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, yeah, sorry. Past medical history. Um, so, yeah, if you... Has she got any uh, ongoing health problems? Um, so she's she's got uh, so we we know she's got a previous MI. Um, she's known to have atrial fibrillation. Um, she's got osteoarthritis mm-hmm. and she's also uh, got hypertension. Okay. Mm-hmm. Any medication that she takes? Um, so she's on Ramipril, Adcal, um, Warfarin, Simvastatin, Misoprolol, and Aspirin. Does she have any allergies to any no. um, antibiotics? No, no. Good. she doesn't, she doesn't have any allergies. already given her some penicillin, so... <laughs> yep. From that drug history, what, what's quite important there? That she's, the fact she's on warfarin. Yeah, So, definitely. obviously, we've, I think I mentioned clotting, but particularly we can check her INR, because yeah. septic patients can get deranged INRs. Yeah. So. Um, and also some, some antibiotics, um, such as ciprofloxacin, yeah. um, affect your INR. Yeah. Um, so we need to make sure that we, we're aware of that before we prescribe it. Um, okay, and then you're also going to take a bit of a social history. And I'd tell you that she lives on her own at home and she's quite frail. Um, she's got carers sort of once a day. Um, she's never smoked and she drinks rarely. Okay. Um, so, okay, so now we've done a bit of an examination already, haven't we? Yeah. Um, but I think you'll go back and do a bit of a thorough examination, won't you? Yep. 
so we can obviously start by general inspection mm-hmm. uh, how she's looking generally in the bed mm-hmm. is she short of breath still she's yeah. probably stabilized a little bit with the treatment we've started on yeah. and then have a listen to her heart sounds check out refill time yeah. um, feel her pulse again yeah. and then particularly with the chest we want to listen for any areas of consolidation crackles and percuss as well for any pleural effusions mm-hmm. um, I think we mentioned earlier she had some left basal crackles so one thing in the back of my mind is we want to get a chest x-ray yeah definitely um, so we've done our examination so now let's look at the blood tests um, so this lady her haemoglobin um, is 134 her white cells are 15.4 her sodium uh, is 143 her potassium is 4.6 her urea is 3.8 her creatinine is 102 her EGFR is more than 90 and her CRP is 102 102. yeah so what are you thinking about so it's pointing towards a likely infective um, process although she's also day one post-op I think so we just have to bear in mind inflammatory markers may be raised but given the history this is likely to be an infective process so I'd also like to get chest x-ray mm-hmm. and an ECG just given she's tachycardic and we've got a history of AF as well yeah. so that may be something we can correct so her tachycardia before was about 110 Yeah. but while you're chatting to the patient you've you've also asked the nurse to take some repeat observations Okay. and her tachycardia has actually just gone up to about 154 ok so um, obviously you'd, you'd, you'd ask for an ECG so uh, here's the ECG for this patient and uh, what does it show? So her rate, obviously here, is she is tachycardic. So her rate's showing about about 150. Mm-hmm. Um, her rhythm is irregular. Yeah. And if I look, it's irregularly irregular. Mm-hmm. Um, the axis is normal. Yeah. Um, so it's not sinus, but can't see any P waves on it. So this is likely to be fast AF. Yeah. So we know that she's got AF anyway, yeah. um, and she's normally controlled with the warfarin. But obviously, this lady, she's you know, it's probably the sepsis that's driven this into a fast AF. Um, so first thing you're going to do is yeah. call for someone, particularly the med reg. Well, yeah. I'd call the surgical reg first. Yeah. And then. Um, Likely, the advice would be to call the call the yeah. yeah. When we manage fast um, AF, you split it into two things. Um, if they're hemodynamically stable, or yep. if they're hemodynamically unstable. So this patient um, is, you know, the blood pressure is quite stable at the moment. Yeah. Um, even though we are, we're just giving them a, a bit of fluids to help. Um, but they're hemodynamically stable. So essentially, the medical reg advises you to uh, treat with either oral or IV beta blockers such as basoprolol or metoprolol um, and if there's no response you give amiodarone but obviously okay. these aren't things that you'd be expected to do no. the medical reg would come and uh, assist you with this yes. um, and uh, if they were hemodynamically unstable then they usually require urgent synchronised DC cardioversion okay so 
Um, you've been really lucky. You've got a great med reg, and uh, they've come and they've sorted out the, the patients fast AF. Yeah. And you've had a re- repeat ECG, um, and now the the rates come back to normal. Okay. Okay. So you've got uh, another chest X-ray here. And so the airway looks clear. Mm-hmm. Um, bones, I can't see any obvious fractures, red fractures. Mm-hmm. Heart size looks normal. Yep. Um, there is no pleural effusion. Diaphragm looks normal. Yep. Reasonable height. Uh, so, there, but there is some patchy consolidation. Yeah. On the right side. Good. Yeah. So, what, what do you think this is probably going to be? So pneumonia, given yeah. the history and the chest yeah. X-ray changes. And given that this started, uh, obviously they've only come in uh, for a, uh, a day ago for their, after their operation, so it's likely to start in the community. Yeah. So it's likely it's a community-acquired pneumonia. Um, but you've very rightly started them on sort of broad-spectrum antibiotics as per the hospital guidelines. Yeah. Um, and uh, given that now you know it's a community-acquired pneumonia, you can look at the guidelines and see according to their CURB score, yeah. um, what, uh, which are the right antibiotics for them. Yeah. Good. So they were the three cases. So we've talked about the cause of chest pain um, across the different systems. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of the key things that you've been bearing in mind and that you know, you're, it's always important to bear in mind is you should work the differentials and rule them out um, as you go along in your history taking and in your examination. Um, and use the investigations to, to narrow it down further. And obviously the most important thing is the life-threatening causes. That you need to make sure um, that you ask all the right questions and do all the examinations for. Um, you need to have a good structure to your history and your examination. Um, it's always useful to use things like Socrates um, as you go through, and you're much less likely to miss the important things. And obviously if they're stable, then you're going to do can take your time and do an assessment thoroughly but if they're unstable obviously go straight to ABC assessment which you did and I think one of the most important things is always ask for help if ever you feel out of depth yeah you'll never be criticized for that definitely any questions James I don't think so good okay well thank you very much thank you